Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Today, we celebrate the feast of Jesus Christ, the King. When we do so, we join into an eternal praise of our Lord Jesus Christ, a proclamation and a declaration we hear from Revelation in chapter 5, proclaimed, as it says in that scripture, by ten thousands and thousands upon thousands, including all of the angelic hosts, proclaiming, worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. You are worthy to be king over heaven and earth. In the gradual, just in the gospel procession, in the gradual it was sung, His dominion shall be also from one sea to the other. All kings shall fall down before Him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that shall not be destroyed. It's a beautiful day with Christ our God as King, revealing Himself in His nature to us on this day. One of the greatest ways that our Lord Jesus Christ, this kingship, and His kingdom are revealed to all of us on this day is through something interesting. He reveals His kingship through paradox. Through paradox. You look in the Merriam-Webster paradox where all good theologians go to get their sermon messages, <laughs> and you'll find that paradox means this. A seemingly absurd or self-contradictory statement that when investigated proves to be well-founded and true. Absurd, so absurd, and yet it reveals truth. Now how do we have the revelation of the kingship of our Lord Jesus Christ through paradox, through something so absurd that shows us and reveals the truth of His kingship and His nature? We need to ask ourselves a question this morning. Why did the Father, as we're told in Scripture, why did the Father elevate the Son, Jesus Christ, and give Him the name King of Kings and Lord of Lords? Was it because Christ came with great military power and the sword and subdued the nations of this world that rose up against His people? No. Was it because He came with great power and the sword to conquer and put down those nations of this world that set themselves against Him? No. You know, I mentioned the ten thousand of thousands upon thousands cry out, worthy is the Lamb, but then you've got to listen to the rest. Because the rest of it is this. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain, it says, to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. It's not cried out in the heavenlies. Worthy is the great warrior who levels the nations of this world and subdues the kings of this world under his thumb. Not right. Listen to the paradox again. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Who was slain. He did not come to his kingship because he laid siege and forced men and forced nations to come under his kingship. He came to his kingship by lowering himself, condescending to make himself far less than he had ever existed. 
He came to his kingship by allowing his creation to kill his body and spill his blood. Now that's paradox. Lifted up his king for being killed. He came to his kingship by willingly laying down his life, letting man humiliate and destroy him. You see, so absurd, even self-contradictory in terms, kingship and one who lets somebody kill him. Yet when investigated, shows truth. You know, there's a tie in between the Feast of Christ the King and Palm Sunday, both in message and in paradox. Remember Palm Sunday? We see paradox played out right before our eyes on Palm Sunday very, very clearly. So many of God's people had the earthly and limited vision and view of what the Messiah was going to come to achieve. So many believed the Messiah was going to come and he was going to throw down Rome as a nation, the oppressor of God's people, and free his people, restoring them again. Just like they thought God had already done when his people were captive in Egypt, where God came with power and released them from the oppression of Pharaoh and Egypt. This is how they thought. And so when Jesus approached Jerusalem on Palm Sunday, what did they shout? Hosanna to the son of David. Hosanna to the king. The word Hosanna means, means this, remember, Lord save. Lord release us, help us. Lord save us. But the save us in their context of thinking was save us from a worldly power, Rome. That was their context. You see, in those times, if a king rode in an area or toward an area that he was truly intending to conquer by force and forcing submission, he would ride upon a war horse with a very strong militia with him, ready to do the job of bringing people into submission. But see the paradox in Palm Sunday. The great I am, the God of the burning bush, the word of God, the Messiah truly come to save. He rides to his people lowly, humbly, riding on a donkey. And when a king rode on a donkey in that day, they knew that this king had come to bring peace and offer his kingdom, not bring the sword. And so he would ride in on a donkey, said, surrounded by what mighty and powerful army? These vagabond men. These disciples of no reputation with no weaponry. That's his militia. You see the paradox. So absurd, yet the truth of Christ and his nature is being revealed to us. Let's see one other paradox this morning. It comes from our gospel reading this morning from St. John in chapter 13. You know, there's only one place in the earthly ministry of Christ is noted in the gospels that Jesus affirms that he is to be a king. And when does it happen? Was it when he healed the sick or the lame? Did he declare this when he had forgiven the sins of sinners or when he raised the dead back to life again? No. But those would have been very appropriate times to declare kingship in my mind. When does he declare his kingship? When he's questioned by Pilate. Right before he would ascend his throne. The throne of the holy cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. There he identifies as king. And so again today we turn our attention to the Christus Rex above the altar. Bishop John turned our attention to it two weeks ago. Sayadna said that one of those things that he enjoys so much about worshiping when he's with us 
He said he gets to behold that blessed Christus Rex. He said because the Christus Rex shows that the cross is the very throne of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Christus Rex, if you look at it, it shows his kingship. It shows his divinity. It shows that he's enthroned upon that cross. And it also shows us that he has become the great high priest who stands between all of us and the Father, pleading mercy with his own blood that he shed to become king. And don't ever forget that the cross, the throne itself that he hung upon, the cross itself is a great paradox. Mankind, when mankind saw the flesh, what did they see? When they saw Jesus on the cross, they saw flesh and blood being torn and suffering and dying, being humiliated in the hands of men. That's what was seen. What was not seen was the truth, the greater reality. The truth that Christ, while hanging upon the cross for us, was reigning in victory, defeating our enemy Satan and all of the demonic, throwing down their power and bringing them to humiliation. That's the reality of the cross. While the world of men saw the life of one man dying, Christ our God upon the throne of the cross was putting to death, death itself, glorifying God and subduing all not earthly powers, all the demonic powers under his feet. Even Satan was deceived by the paradox and throne of the cross. St. John Chrysostom says it so perfectly in the Paschal homily that we hear every year that Hades took a body and came upon God. Came upon God. What are we seeing today? With all this paradox showing us something of his kingship. Worthy is the Lamb who is slain. The Father elevated the Son because both the Son's love for all of us, for all mankind, and his humility that he showed us, that's what drove him to ascend the throne of the cross. God elevated Christ because by his humility, he released us from captivity from a very true and real oppressor, one much more damaging than Rome or Egypt could ever be. The oppressor of Satan and that nation of, of the spiritual Egypt, the kingdom of darkness. He's called the king of kings and lord of lords because he bowed low so that we might be raised up high again. And what is the path of all of us? the citizens of the kingdom of God under this king. What's the path of living under his kingship? It's following the path and living the path of paradox. St. Paul says this perfectly. Listen to his words from Philippians chapter 2. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being the form of God, did not, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. In other words, he knew he was God. He wasn't robbing God of everything knowing who he was. He did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. But even though that's true, made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and becoming the and coming in the likeness of men and being found in the appearance of, as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, 
that the name of Jesus every knee should bow, and of those in heaven and those on earth, and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Because of his humility and his love, we see his elevation to his kingship by the Father. The path of our salvation is to become paradox. This love and humility in a world that can't understand it and fight so hard against it. By his grace and by fellowship with him to become this. Imitate and mimic the nature of your king. Become paradox by the power of Christ and the Father will raise you up. And let the paradox of Christ be seen in you. The absurdity according to the thinking of this world that shows forth what truth really is. And if we live this paradox, many will see our king and his nature. And perhaps they'll come into his kingdom and become absurd as well. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.